Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so good to have you here with us on today's show. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore, and you can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast right now so you can get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Coming up on today's show, let's talk a little Duke football. Our buddy Mike Elko is absolutely killing it in the recruiting trail and joining us from Locked On here and Sports Illustrated, John Garcia Jr. to talk about the success that Coach Elko has had. John, the time is always greatly appreciated. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, doing well, excited. Uh, we're, we're getting close to football season. All the media days are starting to get behind us, so you can kind of feel the energy picking up, and and recruiting has, has already picked up, certainly for Duke, so I'm, I'm excited on both fronts, football and recruiting culminating uh, for, for this time of year where everyone feels good. You know, that's it's very rare in, in our great sport for everybody to feel pretty good, uh, but we're here right now, so we, we should enjoy it. John, the first time that we spoke, Duke only had two members of their 2023 class. They had Grayson Loftus at quarterback, Paul Davis at wide receiver, and I was telling you, it's hard to keep up with what they've been able to do on the recruiting trail because there's just such incredible momentum from Coach Elko and his staff. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tangible at this point, and it's not just regional. It's not just one position or one assistant coach who's killing it, or even Coach Elko himself, it's everyone and everywhere. You know, the biggest class in America, I did a quick scan before we jumped on, is with the Duke Blue Devils at 25 verbal commitments, 12 states represented. You've basically got an entire recruiting class done. Now, they may take more, right? Transition classes are always kind of fluid from a numbers perspective, but yeah, this has become the the biggest class in America and one of the best in the ACC, and that's not something that we typically associate with Duke football. So it's it's easier to win the offseason than the true season, but you, you got to recruit while you're there, and I think that's part of the reason why Elko was brought in. The philosophy uh, has certainly resonated and with this, this summer boom that we're seeing across college football. Duke has bought into that. Had a ton of visitors in June, a ton of decisions that month and into July where it's been like every day a new Duke commitment, it feels like. And yeah, things are as, about as good as you could have hoped for from a recruiting standpoint if, if you're a Duke football fan. And I think that is an advantageous position to be in come you know late July. And again, that first commit was Grayson Loftus at the quarterback spot that Coach Elko is really excited about it's always good to get that commitment from your quarterback and then from there it was just safe to assume a lot easier to build a class once you've got the quarterback in line 100 and i think when when we talk about momentum in recruiting we we usually go broad because it's hey kids are committing left and right but internally it's peer recruiting it's kids visiting together so the more commitments the more they come back to durham to hang out with the, the next group of visitors. And then they become an extension truly of the coaching staff. There are no rules against communication for any recruit to another. So the, the pandemic 
classes at, at every school, certainly at AM when Elko was there, taught us that, hey, the peer recruiting is a very big deal. So when your first player committed is your headliner and is your quarterback, who is typically the group chat organizer, if you will, of, of, of these teenagers, that resonates because now all these messages from the coaching staff are filtered through the guy who is going to continue to do so for the next four years, maybe longer um, in, in this day and age. So I, I do think that resonates and it allows you to capitalize on momentum and communicate when you are regional, right? A handful of kids from North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, South Carolina, Georgia, that's like half the class committed from those states. That's drivable. That's drivable to Durham. That's drivable to the triangle where you can now coordinate a little bit more between yourselves, not just with the coaching staff. And I think that helps you snowball verbal commitments like like we've seen with Duke. So absolutely critical to get Loftus on board first and with him being a regional guy at that position, it's about as good as a start as you could have hoped for. John Garcia Jr. is the Director of Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated, joining us here on Locked On, our conversation here sponsored by LinkedIn. So, John, we're talking about this class as a whole, and you mentioned a little bit earlier, 25 people have made the verbal commitment to Duke football. The challenge now is to hold on to those 25 <laughs> commits and then see if you can add to the class if you'd like to do that. What's so critical, though, as you highlighted, 12 different states represented. That's crazy. And leading the charge in that would be at running back Marquise Collins from College Station, Texas. Coach Elko has the College Station ties, his previous stop being there at Texas A&M. Tell me a little bit about this commitment and the fact that Duke football got a player out of the state of Texas. And a good one. One of the leading rushers in the state, period, in 2021. Nearly 3,000 yards to Marquise's name. But what's so cool about this to me, JJ, is that every school has, you know, a local, you know, every college has a local group of schools that play. And there is always a question, whether you're in Durham or College Station or Syracuse, New York, or Pullman, Washington, there's always that question from the fan base, like, man, like, what about this local kid? He's really good. Why do we have to go to Las Vegas to find a running back if we got one right here? And obviously that conversation built and brewed at Texas A&M last year because they had the number one recruiting class. But this kid in 2023, Marquise Collins, was setting the state on fire. Every single run on his tape is like an 80-yard burst of speed down the field. He's a track guy, but it really translates – on the field at running back, he's elusive, he's quick, he's fast. Uh, he, he can make you miss w- without you touching him. Um, or he could just outrun you. I mean, so many qualities you want in a modern spread type of running back prospect. And, and you just know the coaching staff at AM last year had this kid up on the projector screen. And we're like, man, if we could find a spot for this kid, we should probably grab him. So then Mike Elko gets this job and and he goes and grabs him at Duke. I mean, that is such a cool story, something that we don't see enough in college football recruiting where um, the ties to the previous school really can latch a, a coach to a player and, and it could be a beautiful thing moving forward. So not only do you hit Texas, like you mentioned, which is always important in building any kind of brand outside of your region, but you're doing it with arguably the most productive high school running back in the country relative to 2021, 2,800 yards, 40 plus touchdowns. I mean, just blowing the defense apart you know, with, with one cut and, and speed, uh, just something that you can't teach. So when you're trying to turn a program around, 
you need some of these type of players in the class, guys who you know the moment they get there, and, and Collins is 200 pounds right now, 5'10", 5'11", well-built, well-proportioned type of kid as a junior in high school. You need guys who are ready to go day one, and this is one of those day one guys for Duke, and it just happens to be a great story because of his his roots being there in College Station where, where of course, uh, Coach Elko was uh, the last couple of years. So I think it, it's one of the great stories and great prospects for this this Duke recruiting class. And if it wasn't for Loftus, this would be the class headliner that I think everybody would would begin the recruiting conversation with. John, let's wrap with this. You talk about building a football program, building a team, building a recruiting class. The skill positions are so important, but you also have to get dudes in the trenches on both the defensive line and the offensive line. Uh, They've done that on the offensive side of the football. A couple of names jump out. You look at a guy in the state like Reagan McCraney and then mentioning going to 12 different states. How about Duke going to Hoover High, a traditional football high school powerhouse and getting a tackle in Ethan Hubbard. They've been able to put some work in on the – when you got 25 guys, pretty much all the positions are covered, but it was pretty fun to see the offensive line shape up the way it has. Absolutely. I, I think you, you've got to recruit um, with fluidity when you're building a new staff and, and a transition class like this is for Duke. And I think when it comes to the linemen, you you have to have that as a priority. And look, Elko's coming from the SEC. I'm sure he's talked about it at, at nauseum at this point. You've got to build from the inside out. and But within that, you've got to take chances in, in multiple directions. So in, in one light, uh, with, with the in-state kid with Reagan – He's a kid who measurables-wise, you you wouldn't go, wow, that is a college offensive lineman. But then you watch the tape, and he's just this little, relatively little, grunt. 6'3", 285, just a a pit bull gnawing at your ankles in a phone booth, and and he's moving bodies in the process. I think he's one that, you know, maybe he's on the bubble from a height and weight and length standpoint for a lot of schools, but he's he's semi-local, he's in-state, and and he plays really darn good football. The floor might be, you know, where the ceiling is with this kid, but you you live with that, and you take those chances in-state. So geographically, perceptionally, optically, it makes sense. And then you look – at the kid from Alabama, Ethan Hubbard, and you, you're you taking a different kind of chance. This is 6'6", 310 with some raw ability and measurables that you can build onto down the line. So, uh, yeah, he's well-coached, coming from Hoover High School, as you mentioned, a, an absolute power in the state of Alabama basically for both of our lifetimes. Uh, but he's also got these raw traits and this great size that you can mold into something for your offensive line of the future. So I, I like that willingness to to trust your own evaluation which is always important for a new coaching staff but also to take chances in multiple directions you're not always going to be on the same wavelength and with trench recruiting offensive line and defensive line you've got to stagger the talent whether it's from a physical standpoint like we're talking about here from from a, a technical standpoint when they're ready to play at a school like Duke, I think you want to stagger that as well because you want to build depth for 2023, but also, of course, for beyond because every coach will tell you roster management is as crazy as it's ever been with the portal and NIL and all the fluidity and movement. So you want to build and stagger for today and tomorrow simultaneously. Easier said than done, but I think we've got some examples of that in this class. You mentioned a school like Duke, John, and the entire school was focused this past weekend on Peach Jam and continuing to celebrate the great success it's had in basketball recruiting for decades at this point. And here we are 
talking about football <laughs> recruiting for the yes. Blue Devils, leading the country with 25 commits. We've done it. We've done it, and we'll see if Coach Elko can carry that success over to the football gridiron. Absolutely. You know, you gotta you gotta win the off season before you win the season. Again, it's it's easier to do. Um, but you still you still have to go out and do it. And tangibly, the biggest class in the country, one of the best in the ACC that has balance and this, I don't want to say national, I don't want to jinx it, but it's got a semi-national appeal with 12 states represented. Yeah, mostly the eastern seaboard and that ACC footprint, but it's stretching a little bit, stretching into Georgia and Texas and some of that. So the more of that, the better for for Duke and, and the unique opportunity that it affords. You know, I think... We, we talk about Stanford uh, and, and some of these schools, Cal Berkeley, where it's like, man, this, these academics are so strong that you you understand when kids are pushed that way. Duke wants to be in that conversation. And I think this is is a good foundation to try to get there. It's not just a bunch of kids from from Cary and Charlotte and <laughs> Kannapolis. It, it's kids right. from all over the place. And I think that is another great strategy and strategic play uh, by, by Coach Elko, certainly. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. As always, John Garcia Jr., appreciate our time together. Thanks for joining on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Thanks for having me back on, JJ. Enjoy it. That's my buddy John Garcia Jr. joining us here on the program And again, check out LinkedInJobs.com. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of this, we're chatting with Ethan Hubbard and Reagan McCraney coming up on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite spots and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sporting wagering information for live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. BetOnline, where the game starts. We are back here on Locked On Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside Ethan Hubbard, another one of the newest commits for Mike Elko's 2023 class joining the Duke Blue Devils. He's going to be bleeding blue throughout his entire college career, and Ethan joins us now here on the show. Ethan, first and foremost, thanks for taking some time to chat with me. I want to get into it. Why ultimately did you decide to commit to Duke? Uh, the ultimate factor, but thank you so much for having me on, but the ultimate factor for me for deciding Duke was the education part. I love the education. Um, then part of Coach Elko, too. Coach Elko made an amazing step and really wanted me to come to Duke, so... But yeah, I just love Duke. So, <laughs> yeah, tell me about uh, the first time you heard from the staff. Like, walk us through your recruitment process. So, Coach Cushing reached out to my O line coach at Hoover probably February, and we started the recruiting process from there. So, and then I went up to camp during uh, it was either June. I went up to camp during June, and I did really good there. So. And then we started doing that recruiting process. And then two weeks later, I heard back from him and he called me and said, you want to take an official visit? And I'm like, wait, have you offered yet? And he's like, yeah, I've offered you. You want to take an official? And I'm like, sure, I'll, I will. So that's how I basically started off. So when you went to that camp, was that the first time you had visited the campus before? 
Yes, that's the first time I ever visited a campus before. I was what, so. What do you think? Oh, I loved it. I love I love the atmosphere of it. Like, I love small schools. So yeah, but I just love this school. I, like, it has like a Hogwarts feeling too. Whenever you like go in it, like it's it does. very it's very like historic. So that's what I love about it. But so I also want to say, go ahead. Oh, but I also I also want to say too that I was a UNC fan growing up. So it's kind of wow. weird <laughs> being a Blue Devil fan, Blue Devil commit. Wow, this is uh, quite interesting. I mean, you're not the first person that's been in that position before, and I'm sure there are childhood Duke fans who all of a sudden start playing for North Carolina and that allegiance sort of shifts. We're excited to have you playing uh, for Duke once you get to the college level. I want to hear more about the camp, though. I mean, uh, you said you felt pretty good about it. Did you think that an offer could potentially be coming? Uh, yes, sir. I think that was probably one of my best camps that I ever did. Um I was probably that's probably one of the most athletic camps I had. Probably my five ten five was a four eight. My vertical was a thirty, and my broad jump was a ten inch ten inch. Uh, I mean, not ten inch, a ten foot broad jump. So, and then like the individual stuff I did with Coach Cushing, me and him really bonded over that the coaching part. So basically, the one on ones went really good, and the individual coaching part went really good. So I think Coach Cushing was really pleased after that. So I think that was one of the best camps I ever did there. Do you like pass blocking or run blocking more? Well, my film, my pass blocking is the best, but I really try to improve on my run blocking this year, but probably pass blocking. What do you enjoy most about it? Why, why did you say pass blocking? Just because you're better at it, or is there anything in particular that you really enjoy? Well, it shows off my athleticism because yeah. I have a basketball background, so I just love pass blocking. It shows off my athleticism, my footwork, and plus I like to be faster than other people off the ball too, so. You've mentioned Coach Cushing a lot, and he's obviously the offensive line coach and a run game coordinator for this new staff that's being put together. Uh, what about Coach Johns? What what have your interactions been like with the offensive coordinator for Duke? So me and him, we first met on the official visit, and we really got off to a hot start because so me and me and his family really bonded over the official visit, and then the last part of the we were in the film room with him for two hours, and me and him were just going at it play by play. And we basically run the same offense at Hoover now with the new coaching staff. So this is really going to be a good fit for me. So me and him were just going at it. And we're like, yeah, we know this. I know this. I know that call. Oh, you make that call. So et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah I just really bond with the coaching staff. So what about uh, what about Coach Elko? That's the head coach. That's the guy that you certainly got to impress and, and be on his good side. So, so tell me about your interactions with Coach Elko. Oh, Coach Elko's great. He's just a football mind or what he's just he's just a great guy and a football mind. I really didn't get to talk to him that much on the official visit, but I just spent a, a lot of time with the offense offense staff. But the end meeting, he really got me to commit though, because I was about to walk out without committing. I was probably gonna be the only one commit without committing on that official visit. And then I just walked back into his office like, Hey, uh can I commit now? So <laughs> it was just a last minute decision. So because of this place is so great. So tell me about your family and, and their involvement in your recruitment. Obviously, when you decide to go to college anywhere and, and on top of that, be a college athlete that's going away from home and a family is very important in making decisions like this. So tell me about that. So my dad is really important in my recruiting process. He's really helped me out, and I have a recruiting coordinator too, which has really helped me out. So my dad's really involved with my recruiting process. So like he's been everywhere with me, 
and uh, my mom's always there for the ride. So she always loves going to visits or what whatnot. She always gets to be famous on them. So, but yeah, they have a really important spot in them. And one of the main goals was education. And my mom really loved the education part, and my dad just loved the co- the coaching staff and the education. So that's one of the parts why I committed to Duke. So. Who all was on the official visit with you? Any other commits for the program? Uh, so Grayson was on the official visit. And awesome. uh, who else was it? The wide receiver. I forget his name. Sorry. Paul Davis. Sorry, I'm still getting – yeah. yeah. I, I'm still getting used to these You're guys. You're still getting used trying to people, to get sure. Yeah, I'm still trying to know all their names. But, yeah, it was him and Grayson. And Grayson, so me and Caleb, the other tackle commit, we were, ba- we were we were really close because we went to a bunch of camps together so it was pretty so it was pretty fun the official visit for us so me and so Grayson's really a recruiter so he was just honest like you should commit <laughs> here or in like some challenge like you should commit there so but yeah Grayson's a really good dude and uh I think the what Grayson was telling me was that 14 people were on the official visit and all 14 people committed so how about which that? Is really good so that's awesome that's <laughs> right. really cool to hear. How excited are you to get to know all those guys better? I'm really excited because those guys are really good people, and we're going to have way more on the on the other hand. Like, we're supposed to have an inside guy. Um, I don't know his name, but is, we're supposed to have him soon. So that would be really fun. I'm, I can't wait to make a relationship with uh, Reagan. Um, I haven't talked to him yet. Um, I've, all, I've talked to Caleb a lot. Um, I talked to Grayson. Um, I've talked to a couple wide receivers and tight ends, but everyone else I've talked to too. So, but yeah, I can't wait to make a relationship with these guys because we're going to be really special in the next couple of years. So, here in a few months, we'll see the first season of Coach Elko taking over the Duke football program, and then you get to come in in a year and be a part of year two and that sort of thing. So, still very much creating the new identity of Duke football. I mean, is that something that excites you, or uh, how how excited are you about that? So that was one of the parts of my commitment. So I like to be a part of a football program that's going up in the up in the world. So basically, when it came down to, I'll just tell you this: it was down to UCF and Duke, and UCF has already been up on that mountain. And I don't think they're going to go up anymore. So whenever I was talking to Duke, it was like, shoot, I want to build, I want to be a part of this, and I want to build something here. So, but yeah. I can't wait for what Coach Elko is going to do. He's going to shock the world, I think, because what they have right now, if they don't get injured, it's a bowl game automatically. Maybe New Year's Six Bowl if, we, if, if we're talking right now. So Yeah, and that's that's exciting. That's what Duke fans like to hear. They want to hear about good football teams, and it seems like uh, that's becoming more of a reality for the Duke Blue Devils. Tell me this. We've got one more year of high school football left to go for you. You play at Hoover down in Alabama, a really storied program. How excited are you to get to play for the Buccaneers one more year, to get to play high school football one more season? So we have a new coaching staff. So Coach Nibla left us for Gainesville, of course. So we have a new coaching staff, and I'm really excited for this because I feel like this this is what we always say, but this will be the year for us that we'll probably win a state championship. Thompson will probably be in the way, maybe Hewitt, but we'll, we're going to win this year. I promise you that because – we're going to have me, and then we're going to have some running backs that are going to run the ball behind me. So we're going to run the ball a lot this year, and we're going to pass it some, but we're going to be a really good offensive team and a really good defensive team. So we're going to win state. I'll just say well, that. Oh, well, that's, that's bold, and I'm all for it. We'll see if we can uh, have that happen there in Hoover. What, what are you going to miss most about high school football, you think? Once the college football career starts, what do you think you'll miss most? 
camaraderie. Camaraderie. Yeah, camaraderie. I don't know how to say that word. Sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I probably missed that most. I love, I love my guys there. Um, they they're probably one of the hardest working people I've known, and they've always wanted to push me. And those are the guys that really got me into football. I didn't really start playing football until my sophomore year, until they actually got me into it. So. I just wanted to thank those guys before I committed and I wanted to tell them because I was all part of them because I wouldn't be playing football if it wasn't for them because I was just playing it for fun. So, but yeah, I'm going to miss that. Do you have any individual goals for this last year of high school football that you're trying to accomplish uh, or, or anything else in the, that you would like to get done before you move on to college football? Uh, or just want to win a state? state. Yeah. Want to win a state championship. Uh, it'd be nice to make all state. Um, sure. Probably be nice to be the best tackle in Alabama, which I probably will be, if I, if Alabama's nice, if the Alabama committee is nice to me and not nice to Thompson. But <laughs> we'll we'll see. But yeah, uh, the main goal is win is going to win state. So perfect, so. perfect. Well, what do you want the Duke football fans to know about Ethan Hubbard and and just what can they expect from you in the years to come? Very physical and nasty, and it's going to get in people's heads. But we're going to run the ball a lot, and it's going to be very lethal. I love it. Ethan, thank you so much for chatting with me today. This has been a whole lot of fun. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Ethan Hubbard joining us here on Lockdown Blue Devils. We're here on Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson. And man, I'm thrilled to be joined by one of the newest commits for Duke football, the class of 2023. I'm talking to one of the offensive linemen, Reagan McCraney, who's made his decision to bleed blue and play for Coach Elko and the Duke Blue Devils. Reagan, glad we got this opportunity to chat. I want to start here. Tell me this. Why Duke? Why make this decision to commit and play football for the Blue Devils? Uh, It's really simple. It's just everything that Coach Elko and the staff are wanting to do with the program, really try to turn it around on on their head and just make a new name for themselves. I just want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of a – I wanted to help – turn a program around I think I have that capability of doing that for a team you're obviously a state of North Carolina native you've grown up in the state Duke is very much so one of the big ACC schools uh, that that makes an impact on the uh, college football world was Duke a school that you wanted to hear from in your recruitment it was at first at first it was they started they reached out to me and I was like oh that's cool Duke Duke's reaching out to me and the more and more they reached out to me the more and more I fell in love with them had you heard from the previous staff at all, or did you really get more interest from Duke once Coach Elko and his staff took over? Uh, I heard from them a little bit, but then as soon as the new staff came in, they started firing at me, and they didn't let up, and I loved that. How uh, how long have you been playing football, Reagan? Uh, since I was four, so this will be my 14th year coming up. Crazy, crazy. Has, has playing college football always been a dream, or has that become something that uh, you've started to really want to chase after over these last few years? Uh, that has been a dream of mine since I, was, since I started playing. That's the first thing. As soon as I started playing, I talked about playing college football. What excites you most about being a Duke football player? Like I said earlier, getting to be a part of a, a program that is trying to make a difference and become a national, a national winning team. Tell me about your uh, relationship with Coach Johns, the offensive coordinator for Duke. Uh, he's he's a great guy. He uh, he came by my school and talked to me, and uh, all, I, all I can say is, I guess he's a great guy. I, I love him. Wait, is uh, Coach Cushing somebody that recruited you as well, being the offensive line coach? 
he did. He also came by my school, watched me practice, and uh, he he's uh, he's introduced like he's introduced me to his wife. He he showed my parents and my my sister love. That he he he's uh, accepted us into the family. So tell me about uh, which coach have you heard from the most? Is it is it Coach Elko or is it one of those offensive guys or who's really taking you under their wing that you've heard from the most? I think it'd be Coach Cushion. Okay, what excites you about playing for him? Just the the fact that he we we've looked into his past and he's sent a lot a lot of offensive linemen into the NFL and we just know he's a great offensive line coach. Is playing in the NFL a dream of yours as well? Is that something that you hope to accomplish after playing college football? Uh, yeah, first I want to get where I want to be with college football, sure. and then if I'm good enough to play at NFL, then that's where I'd want to go. It's always it's always good to dream big. That's always a good thing. Reggie McCraney here with us on Lockdown Blue Devils, one of the newest Duke football commits. The class is looking really impressive. Uh, Grayson Loftus and Paul Davis, those were a couple of the first guys to commit to Coach Elko, one and two, both on the offensive side of the ball. I'm curious – the class as a whole, are you guys all communicating with one another? What has that been like, Reagan? We are. We, uh, we've we been talking back and forth. We're trying to go around and try to commu- uh, commit – or got, not commit, but get other players that have offers by Duke, get them right. to – we're just trying to build it up more. Is there anybody in the class that you've talked to the most, anybody that you've become pretty good buddies with that you're excited to be teammates with? Uh, I'd say probably Grayson. Okay. What what uh what about Grayson Loftus uh makes you excited to play football? He's gonna be the quarterback. You're the guy who's blocking. Uh, tell me about that. Uh, he's a he's a nice guy. He great football player, and I can tell he loves the sport. So as we get set for college football, and, and you start looking at X's and O's, and and what that could possibly look like for Duke, and looking at yourself, do you like pass blocking or run blocking more? And tell me why. Uh, run blocking. My, why is that? Uh, my high school we all we do is run block so (laughs) it's it's easier for me not easier but I just I don't have to think about it when I do it I just do it and that's something I'm very I'm very physical with when I when when we do run block I always finish the blocks which is something coach Cushing is is preached to us and he's preached to other players that he wants them to finish the block and I've always done that What's your current playing weight, Reagan? Are you trying to bulk up at all? Are you trying to gain some? Like when you look at your body as you get ready to make that transition to college football, still one more year left of high school. But what what does that look like? Uh, right now I'm. I think towards when I get done with high school, I'll probably drop down a little bit just to get a little quicker, sure. a little shape, and then wherever they want me when I get there is what I'll do. It's probably the best thing to do is just listen to what the coaches want and and make that a thing. Have you heard from any of the other offensive linemen in the class? Ethan Hubbard, I know, is someone from Hoover. That's uh, one of the tackles in the mix. Have you heard from any of those guys at all? We've talked a little, not not too much, but we've we've talked just a little bit. But yeah, it's a, it's so fun to look at this class being put together and what you guys can accomplish. I got to hear about your visit. Tell me about your visit uh, when you went to to visit Duke. It, it was it was amazing. The first time we went. We went for a junior day, and okay. I, uh, I couldn't. My dad can tell you on the on the ride back home. I, I wouldn't shut up. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I just kept talking about it, and I kept talking about it weeks after. It just it. I don't know. I'm kind of speechless on how how they how they treated me, how they acted. It's just it's amazing. So after your junior day, tell me about the next time you went on a visit. How did all that come to be? 
uh, after the junior day. And then a few weeks later, I went to camp, got offered, committed. And then we went to, I had, I'm trying to remember. It was a junior day. Uh-huh. Yeah. We went back for a junior day. Or no, I went back for an official visit. And they they treated us. I mean, one of the coaches came out, helped us bring in our luggage. They just they treated they they treated me like family. And that's exactly what I want in another school is a family away from my family. How much did it mean to you that they were taking care of your family? That's okay. It's not just me that my parents get to be a part of this. You mentioned your sister a little bit earlier as well. The kind of family atmosphere. How much does that mean to you? It, it means everything to me. Family is one of the biggest things in my life, probably the yeah. biggest. And I just to just to see the my future coaches treating my family the way I treat them, it, it, it means everything to me. So we've got just a uh, a few weeks, uh, or excuse me, you've got one left, one week, one year left of high school football before you get ready uh, to start that college football journey. Tell me about your senior year, man. What does that look like? How excited are you to to get to play high school football for one more year? Uh, I'm ready for it. Uh, I've put my whole whole life into it, and just to think that I have one year left in high school, it's kind of sad, but also it's something I've, I mean, I've worked for my whole life, and I'm 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 ready for it. Playing at Chase High School there in Forest City, North Carolina. What kind of goals do you have as a team for this upcoming year? Uh, we have it. Last, I say we want to win conference. That's yeah. something since seventies. Wow! And we had the team to do it. Well, as you get ready to play college football in one year, and as more Duke fans kind of get to know you a little bit, is there any message that you would like to leave with the Duke football fans out there? Or what can they expect from Reagan McCraney when he becomes a Duke football player? That uh, no matter what, I will work my tail off and I will do everything I can to help this, this program turn around and become a winning program. Reagan, I'm super excited to get you watched to play for the Duke Blue Devils in one year's time. I really do appreciate you taking some time to join us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Reagan McCraney here with us.